0: Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAR Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it.
1: This is the Bad Film Club, starring Holly Gordon and Shanae Vega. Your feature is about to begin.
0: Hello! Hello! How are you? Yeah,
1: I'm alright, how are you?
0: Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Nice. Did you want to say anything before we introduce ourselves? No. Nah. We're the Bad Film Club.
0: (laughs) We watch bad films. Yeah. I'm Holly Gordon. And I'm Shanae Vigayla. And this week we're doing the 1998 classic Armageddon. You say it's a classic, I've never seen this film until now. (laughs) can't believe you've never seen this film holly what
1: the hell what was i doing in 1998 i don't know not watching this definitely
0: no but i can't believe you haven't seen it because it's literally in england always on on a freaking bank holiday if it's not harry potter it's this film this is
1: a this is a strange film to have like on a day where everyone is off like because it's not it's like the end of the world essentially
0: yeah. Uh, it's a very yeah.
1: daunting and high tension film. Um I'm not yeah. going to say I'm going to start off and say I didn't hate it.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> what I like to see. Okay, so let's caveat this by saying I don't hate this film. I don't think it's a like there's bad things about it, but I don't think that all in all it's a bad film. But we're doing it on the podcast because it's one of the most um the, one of it's on the list of one of those films that is like the most discrepancy between critics views and public views so Mm. it's like now in what we're in 2021 right now and it's seen as like a cult classic now but when it came out it was slated like people hated it roger ebert put it as like i think his worst film of 1998 just behind and then he was just like yeah and i really wanted spice world to be that but this was worse than that and it's just so interesting. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. All right. That's a bit harsh. I know. I know. But also, yeah, we'll get into it. But there's a lot of um, kind of stuff about the end of the world and that specific moment in time. Like, this film is very much a product of its time. And it's really interesting to talk about it in, like, in retrospect, I think. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, I completely get how it would be loved by people, like the public, and not so loved Mm. by the critics. It makes a lot of sense once Mm. you watch this film. Because this is, this, yeah, this definitely feels like a film that you wouldn't turn off or you would probably choose randomly, but you'd enjoy it. And if it was like a shitty day, it was like raining and you didn't want to leave the house. Yeah, why not? Can I just
0: say one thing as well? Yeah. This film is part of the Criterion collection. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Man, so yeah, Michael Bay lobbied for this film and he got it in the Criterion Collection. Came out on DVD in the Criterion Collection in nineteen ninety nine. What a fucking badass. Like, I an, love it.
1: Congratulations, it Michael you laugh Bay. A lot. That's such a yeah, well done to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> Um, oh. my one thing with this film actually I have a lot of things but like one of the yeah, things that really stands out is that it's two and a half hours long mm. it's such a long film I know that it's like a big deal film. like it's a big yeah. big story but I didn't expect it to be so long when I was watching it and I was like oh my god but then they do work they do they yeah. I don't would you say I don't know would you say the pacing is bad because I don't actually think the pacing is that bad I just think they obviously had to get there was a lot of just high tension and obviously i think with michael bay he likes to get a lot of um you know environmental shots in so there was a lot of em like a lot of yeah, shots yeah. Of space and i will not yeah i'll say what i believe what i think about the environmental design later on there's mm. just a lot of like slow motion shots so we needed to like you know the left side of the spaceship and then like an hour later we wanted to just see like a little slow motion side of the wing you know little like details I think he was trying to build a world and build the scenario up
0: oh for sure but, for sure. but yeah. it's also very Michael Bay pacing you know there's like action 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 and then it's like slow and then action 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 action. <laughs> you know it's like very like
1: yeah um he gives you a rest I think I
0: thought yeah <laughs> definitely but I think it was to kind of flesh out those characters more so than more some than others for sure like Liv Tyler's not fleshed out at all we'll talk about that separately um women in this film we'll talk about separately um but there was a lot of uh like relationship building in this film which I, I I guess you appreciate and kind of it needs it to tie it all together because otherwise it's kind of just a batshit film isn't it
1: it doesn't make any sense
0: Do you know what I mean? So I feel like there has to be that kind of link of continuity of their relationships that kind of ground them together and make them part of that everyday, you know, like (laughs) blue collar society people. And it like, you know, galvanises people that are just, quote unquote, ordinary people. And, you know, um, well, especially not even just people, just it feels like just Americans, but. Again, a separate uh, issue, which we'll a... talk about. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, mm. so so tell me why you think this is a bad film. Um, I
1: just think it's kind of silly. But then also, we yeah. should kind of like caveat like the basic plot of this film. Also, is that an asteroid? No, meteor. <laughs> yeah, is, no,
0: it is an asteroid. An is astro- an, astro-
1: an asteroid the size of Texas. An asteroid the size of Texas is plummeting towards earth and Mm -hmm. nasa decide to uh they've calculated that they have an x amount of time to that and there's a possibility that they can actually just 18 days they have until the essentially the end of the world and it crashes into earth Mm -hmm. and then destroys the planet but they've realized that what they can do is they have a specific amount of time to actually destroy the asteroid as it's on its way to earth and they're team yeah. have realised that what you can do is drill into the asteroid and destroy it from within. Um, so they oh. hire Bruce Willis' character. He is a... He's Harry... Oil driller. He's an oil yeah. driller. He owns an oil drilling company. And he hires... His, him and his team are essentially hired and sent to space to land onto this meteor, this asteroid, and drill into it to destroy it. <laughs> and save the world. And save the world. Uh, uh, it's so yeah. funny. I want to know, like, how... Oh, okay, I just realised who wrote it, so, okay, fine, fine, fine. Makes a lot more sense yeah. now. Uh, But it's such a funny, like, concept. For sure. But, yeah, okay, so the reason I thought it was a bad film is that... This is too... This is so unrelatable and so to maybe too far out for me to even like believe it's possible you know mm. so i feel like the choice maybe that choice was made and i don't there's like some moments that i just think like maybe some characters actually would that were just like you said not developed properly but i didn't particularly think it was a bad film. i just think it was kind of silly but then like yeah. maybe silly like an enjoyable way But that's not, Mm. I don't know if that's like the best answer. What about
0: you? I agree with you. I think on paper, this film sounds ridiculous. And it is ridiculous. Like, you watch it and you're just like, fire in out of space. Are you okay, (laughs) Hunt? Like, Michael Bay. Um, And (laughs) there's a, like, a. A version of this film that has like a commentary on it and uh Ben Affleck's just like really like why would they pick these guys (laughs) to go into space and it's like it's that whole thing of this would never happen because you would never like you can teach astronauts to be oil drillers rather than the other way around like it doesn't make sense that it doesn't make sense how it how like it fell, but you know, we gotta do it for the film. Um and Michael Bay was just like, shut up. <laughs> You're ruining my film. <laughs> it made me laugh. Um and I just think that there's loads of like cheesy, really cheesy dialogue, but then I think nineties film, what do we like, what do I expect kind of thing. But I feel like I don't I can't have an unbiased opinion of this film because I cannot remember the first time i watched this film and that's the honest truth like i feel like this film has been part of my cultural canon for a long time so i don't remember when i first watched it and i will probably watch it like once a year at least it comes on tv all the time i'll watch it if it's on it always makes me cry a little bit at the end which i'm really embarrassed about <laughs> But. <I'm-> <laughs> yeah but I'm putting it out there for like full transparency (laughs) um like it's the only time that I see my dad like look at a film and he's just like yeah And um, (laughs) like I feel like this is a very like men men's film like all my all the boys are always like oh yeah I really agree with this film and you know it's really they're really into it and it just makes me laugh a lot um but there's just a lot of stuff like there's a lot of gendered stuff which I'm not into there's a lot of stuff about like why is there one person of color in the main cast, and then why are there like, um, I I guess this comes under like environmental shots, but you know when they show like the swaths of people, there's this there's so many of them that are just like so cultural culturally stereotyped. But the like oh. one that really stood out for me because I'm I'm Asian is that like <laughs> is the bit at like there's, a bit towards the end, where everyone thinks that the world is definitely gonna end, like the mission has failed, and it shows people around the world like praying, and there's people that are obviously supposed to be Hindus and Sikhs because there's people wearing turbans, and they're all praying at the Taj Mahal, which is an Islamic monument. Sorry, an <laughs> Islamic mausoleum. So, what? Like it. Do- I was just like, oh, Michael Bay, like, what are you doing,
1: Michael Bay? Did and no, it's just like, no, no research. <laughs> yeah,
0: just stuff like that. Um, there's this, pl- there's this time where a meteorite um falls from the asteroid, like a, uh, like a some of them, some of the pieces are falling off. So one destroys Paris. But there's one where it kind of goes into an unnamed Asian, like East Asian city, and then it's just like it's not revealed where it is, and then they're just like, yeah, Shanghai is gone. And I'm just like, it's really annoying that you have to, like, contextualise it like that and it's, I just feel like that's really annoying and that's what's, like, aged the worst for me is stuff like that, like, when there's no people of colour on the cast, when, like, the gender stuff is so overt and, like, there's so many, like, gross, crude sexual jokes that I'm just not into and, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. I just, like, it always cringes me out when I watch it and I always, like throwing my popcorn at the tv and stuff like that like it's annoying
1: yeah i agree i do
0: think there's actually like a lot of
1: the dialogue is really weird i will also say even though the dialogue is really weird and some of the characterization choices are really weird too because i think it i think sometimes it i think it's putting these blue collar workers working class like in a very odd light some of them like sometimes they shine Mm. and they're really positive and then on the flip yeah. side, they do something that completely reverts them back to maybe a stereotype. That like they're being stereotyped themselves. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Liv Tyler is like the basically one of two female characters in the whole film.
0: There's yeah, she's like the the only one that gets a lot of screen time. Then there's the one of the NASA astronauts who they literally just refer to as the hot one. And wow. then there's like a few women into space and either they're victims of said meteorites or there's one where at the start when new york is attacked i think it's right at the start of the film and it's like a tour a couple that are in a cab and it's a tourist couple and the woman's just like i want to go shopping and that's her only line
1: oh yeah and they're in and they're in a the cab and the driver's like uh looking out the window because they're seeing the yeah. meteors meteor yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's not, like, not many women with a lot of lines. And then if they do have lines, it's not, like, they're developed. They're, like, they're just upset. They're just, it's just, like, they're emotional.
0: Yeah. Like, Liv Tyler is a vehicle for hope. She's kind of, like, the thing, she's not a character in herself. She's the beacon that brings them back, like, something for them to come home for, something for them to fight for. She's not a character. She's an ideal, you know? Yeah. She's, like, a concept. And most of her, like, stuff in this film is either her relationship with Harry or her relationship with AJ. And then a lot of shots of her, like, crying and screaming at the NASA people.
1: I guess, like, definitely the first, maybe half an hour of this film, she's screaming at her dad, who is who is Bruce <laughs> yeah. Willis. Or yeah. she's um, crying and, like, emotionally, like, distraught because of the... Uh, because of, like, the mistakes and, like, the incidents that happen as the mission goes. Um, someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was also going to say that on the flip side, there is some quite... There's some un- unintentional comedy in this film. Oh, there's massively. There's really funny, like, one-liners. and yeah. Which I kind of just enjoy. And there's one bit, it's... Um, I mean, we can move on. I mean, we could actually just talk about, like, writing now. But... Uh, there's I'll read it out because I actually wrote, made an effort to go back through the film and rewind the scene <laughs> because down, there's yeah. a bit <laughs> and write down it because there's this bit where they decide have to they, they, everything's time pressured because they have 18 days mm. to decide and do all of this thing
0: so can, can I just say one thing yeah, Do definitely. you believe that they did all of that stuff in, beforehand? Because I was just like, how long is this time? Like, you're acting like you got all the time in the world. Why are you just cruising this is, past actually, this? This is one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, there's a lot
1: of time wasting when <laughs> the world is about to be destroyed. What?
0: Make any sense. There's too many Sorry, arguments.
1: There's just so many ba- like arguments, and like they're talking back to each other. And I'm just like, grow up. Anyway, the top yeah. like the world is about to d- like be destroyed. There's millions of people that billions of people are going to die, and you're arguing over what because your masculinity is fragile. Anyway, <laughs> Bruce Willis goes to the NASA people and is like, the team will agree to do this and go through training oh, if Yep. and they have eight. <laughs> They have eight, like, uh, each one of them has Demands. a demand. So Oscar, who is played by uh, Owen Wilson.
0: A very young this, Owen Wilson. Who yeah. is in this film.
1: The cast of this film is actually kind of crazy to me. Yeah, we haven't uh, talked about that either.
0: The ensemble cast is really good.
1: Yeah. Uh, Owen Wilson wants um, to, he's got 56 um, tickets across seven parking tickets across seven states. States he wants um he wants to be wiped off his record. Um, <laughs> Newman wants two uh, foreign women to become U.S. citizens. Max oh wants eight track tapes to cu- and he wants to make sure the tapes come back into fashion.
0: <laughs> what I didn't remember that
1: <laughs> one of them wants to have a fully a fully paid experience at Vegas, like the Emperor Suite at Caesar's Palace.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: that's, Bear does that, I think. Bear yeah. wants that. Some, one, uh, Bruce Willis himself wants to know who killed GFK. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, someone, oh, no, Bear wants to stay in the White House. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. He yeah. wants to stay in the White House. And every single one of them would want to, oh, if they survive the trip, don't want to pay taxes for the rest of their life,
0: which I yeah. thought was so funny. And that like yeah. whole
1: scene just made me laugh loved it and because i just thought they were all it, it kind of like it's not it's not it's a very it's obviously an unreaded this film but these the, these little bits of it kind of humanize the characters a bit more yeah because for they sure. were they were so funny because it is, it's such yes. a serious situation but them adding some <laughs> kind of humor to it to make it a bit more grounded yeah i, think, yeah. And I just thought it was really funny and i thought that's the because sometimes you can get these like disaster films that are just constantly serious without the whole yeah two hours. for sure and then they've got these little bits of humour. Um,
0: but but yeah. it's also these bits that are like, are funny without being cheesy. Like that is exactly what you've just said. Because I remember there's this bit where Steve Buscemi's character is like, does this cover hazard pay? And I cackled. Like it was <laughs> so funny. <laughs> his, his,
1: his, um, <laughs> his is uh, quite funny, even though he's kind of gross at the same time. Yeah. But he's one of those like really weird ones where he's like a genius He's like yeah. characterizes like a genius with loads of qualifications, but he decides that but his like choice of career is a dr- like it's oil driller, um, yeah. And it, he gets to show off his like intelligence whilst he's on the mission. But I think yeah. one of the one of the favorite lines also is whilst it's kind of near the end of the film where they mm. they're having to defuse a bomb, and yeah. it's the lead up to that. And one of the NASA guys is following orders from the government and nasa and harry is like refusing because he wants to drill the he wants to defuse the bomb and get on with drilling and there's an altercation where the point to the point where the guy from nasa holds a gun up at harry Mm -hmm. and what i can't remember the character's name but he was like what are you doing with a gun in space and i just oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was so funny because also like yeah who does bring a gun to space surely that's like the worst thing you
0: could do (laughs) um, stupid yeah yeah um what are you gonna do with that um yeah there's (laughs) there's a lot of like little one-liners that are really funny like even when you watch them back and then sometimes you know you catch stuff that you didn't get before and it just makes you laugh
1: uh like we mentioned the ensemble cast is ridiculous so Mm. bruce willis um plays essentially the main character um, he's really good in it. I, lo- I'd
0: say. I love him. He's a lot of shouting, I, but he's good. I love Bruce Willis though. I will watch him in anything. I do love him. Yeah,
1: I agree. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton is the head of essentially head of NASA. Um, do you,
0: do you, I feel like this is the only role that I haven't hated him in. Like, this is
1: I. The, I think this is the only film I've ever seen him in. To be honest, I don't really.
0: Know, I don't know. I feel like whenever I see him, he gives me so much of the creep. I just. I don't like him. Wait, no, Billy. Bo- uh, hang on. You know he was married He's... to Angelina Jolie in the nineties. That was Yes, man.
1: that's true.
0: He it.
1: Mm.
0: You will have seen him in stuff like Bad Santa. I th- he-
1: yes, yes. I I know of his name. I just can't recognize. I can't remember things I've seen him. There's obviously Ben Affleck. Is oh really? He, young you know ben what?
0: Affleck. Oh, yeah, definitely. But you know what? You will have seen him in. He's the president of America in Love Actually, Billy Bob Thornton. Oh! Boom! Okay, got <laughs> yeah. it now. But yeah, Ben yeah. Affleck. Did you remember that he was hot when he was younger? Because I did not.
1: Was this before? Um, was this before Goodwill
0: Hunting? I think they might have been within the same year or the same two years.
1: Um, Goodwill Hunt. This was, Good Will this was a year. This was a year.
0: Nineteen
1: seven, ninety-seven. This was seven. no oh. ninety-seven. This was ninety-eight. So this was like within yeah. a year of each other.
0: Why does yeah. he look?
1: Why did I feel like he looks younger in this film than Goodwill?
0: Because Hunter? he had his teeth done. Because Michael Bay was like, you need to fix that shit. Because you know, <laughs> Michael Bay aesthetics. No, seriously, he had to get like twenty thousand dollars worth of dental work. A. Oh B um he made him get a trainer for this film because you know it's a Michael Bay film right so yeah, to Michael lead, Bay's to like yeah you literally... gotta be chiseled and all that vibe and yeah there's loads of articles of him being like oh you know what I just have to do to live Tyler uh, him saying that um Michael Bay just shot him for a scene that he doesn't know what for of him like having like water dripped like dunked over his like chiseled physique oh because you gotta which have, i think you is real have cringe. That, you? <laughs> yeah but i think it might have been in like a director's cut because i feel like we didn't see that in this film which is no. fine um but yeah i forgot that ben affleck used to be attractive and and i just i'm reminded of how much i don't see it now <laughs> Is that i just remember it? now
1: just now no he's got like the awful back tattoo now he's got like a his whole back is like a phoenix Oh. But it's a phoenix with peacock feathers, so it's not. It's, so it's like <laughs> it's not a phoenix someone bit. who. So whoever designed the tattoo did a really bad job. Um, oh, like no. we have mentioned, Liv Tyler's in it. She Love is her. Bruce. Will- she's yeah, she's Bruce Willis's um, daughter. Daughter. This was before Lord of the Rings.
0: I knew you were gonna say that. I was gonna say that as well. Uh, before uh, before she was Arwen, but her dad's yeah. just also her real life dad is the soundtrack to this movie. Stephen
1: Tyler, like yeah, Thank yeah, goodness, I love it. <laughs> then uh, Steve Buscemi, Owen Wilson, then also Michael Clark Duncan, who is not by name, I guess a lot of people maybe don't recognise the yeah, name, but you will recognise his yeah. face because he's yeah. from the Green Mile, right?
0: Yeah, the um, late Michael
1: um, Clark Duncan, we should say. hmm Um, and then there's a lot of ugh, this. Who else is? Oh, Jason Isaacs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Jason and the man that plays the um, astronaut, I can't remember what his name is in real life, but I feel like he's in a lot of these kinds of things as well. Or oh, the Russian. No, the other one, the American guy. You know the one with the like pointy face.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe a lot of these. Also, a lot. I've realized a lot of actors from this film kind of only ever did this. Oh really? And then didn't. well, well not a lot. There's a handful, I would say. Mm. but there's I just like this just don't ever imagine Owen Wilson doing an action film like,
0: I know but I feel like early Owen Wilson had a, a much bigger range than what he does now but then I guess he gets he got paid so much earlier he got paid a lot early in his career so he's just like I'll just do what I want yeah job, I think from it? like early
1: from late 2000s he was kind of doing more like arty like, yeah like a couple of rom-coms et yeah
0: or like comedy films you know comedy i feel films. like this one is like and the very Wes start
1: films.
0: yeah but this is this feels like the start of like a very owen wilson acting style you know like you can see it 100%. see it a lot here um yeah which i enjoy he he his character here
1: reminds me of his character in the Royal Tenenbaums, which um basically is just a, like this like laid back um sort of like overly cool character who's like maybe a bit too chill for the scenario that's happening mm. which i kind of i find it really funny he's good at doing that so
0: yeah for so. sure i felt like it was a bit reminiscent of wedding crashes where he's like talking mm. about like all of these experiences that all of these experiences that he's having and like how um Grace is like coming into her sexuality and she's learning her body, and yeah, all that kind of stuff. I feel like that's the kind of that feels like a speech that would have been written into wedding crushes as well, yes. Um,
1: yeah, and then also because this cast is giant, this the budget of this film was 140 million dollars,
0: yeah, it's the most expensive film that Disney made that year, I think. Okay. So, also now, we need to talk about... We cannot talk about Armageddon without talking about Deep Impact. So Deep Impact came out two months before this film, is more scientifically accurate, has Elijah Wood, Ren- Vanessa Redgrave, um, oh Morgan Freeman in it. It's exactly, basically exactly the same plot, except that drillers don't go to the asteroid, like NASA astronauts go to the asteroid, and then they blow up in a basically a suicide mission. And Elijah Wood and some guy called Wolf Other guys that discover it. And then, yeah, there's this whole, like, s- spaceship of people that are, like, allowed to leave to be safe. And some people aren't selected for it, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, and that girl that we loved, you know, Honey from The Wicker Man. Tia Leone. Tia Leone's in it as well. But I think her name is, like, Lily something. Oh, Lily
1: Subbesky, so Yeah, ha.
0: So she's in it as well. She's mm. um Elijah Wood's love interest. So that film came out like two months before this film and it's kinda of like the same thing that we talked about last week with um Dante's Peak and Volcano, in that two of the very similar movies come out. I think people just do this, like they seem to come in pairs. They did a, they've done it like a lot now, like that time that no strings attached and Friends with Benefits came out super together, super close together. Same with like the two Snow Whites, you know, the Kirsten Stewart one and the Lily Collins one. All of those kinds of things seem to happen in Hollywood, where you know people jump on an idea and then they take it for themselves. So apparently, someone like an exec at Disney was in the room when this idea for Deep Impact was pitched, and then like
1: ah, because this was this Deep Impact was. Released by Paramount and DreamWorks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and DreamWorks a couple is, of like, months before. Is, is the, you know, enemy. Well, not enemy yeah, yeah. So it came out it two months before.
0: Enemy. Um, Yeah, it just has a lot of the same stuff in it. And I think critics like that one more, but people like this one more. And also, Deep Impact has not endured because it's so boring in comparison. Like, I if you haven't seen it, maybe you should watch it but I would never watch it again I've watched it once or maybe like once all the way through and then like once halfway through but I just found it so when you know that they're kind of this they're kind of the same film right So when you kind of watch it if you're gonna pick one over the over the other you're always gonna watch Armageddon and it's just really interesting um because I think these two were like really pitted against each other I think they had um deep impact had way, Less of a budget, so Deep Impact only had like yeah, it had eighty, 80 million yeah. dollars. But it also but it also made a lot of money, so it made like three hundred million dollars on return. I think
1: three hundred yeah, three hundred and forty nine point five yeah million yeah. So but it, Armageddon
0: yeah, I know it did half a bill. <laughs> it did half half a billion half a billion yeah. <laughs> Goodness me, five hundred yeah, five hundred and fifty three point seven million at the box office alone
1: which this is, is still crazy wild be,
0: it? Mm.
1: oh also how much I mean, actually we'll on how
0: much is that in, oh, got... in today's money like is it a billion Oof. or almost a billion maybe like 900 million now maybe for inflation with
1: us uh, after like 20 something near 20 years
0: yeah I would say like yeah maybe 850 I feel like maybe 850 is more accurate but yeah, close well, oh my... it was
1: definitely closer to a billion than it is, in yeah. Wars, but um, it had a big
0: budget, that's crazy. I wonder, mm. but I mean, it paid off, right? It did, and also, this is like Michael Bay's third big cinematic release, so it came after um, Bad Boys for sure, and then he did another one. What did he do? It
1: feels like it was kind of his like blank check of a film because. Um, he kind of just got unlimited money to do this really silly film that like on paper again, like you said, doesn't really make sense make makes sense it sounds really stupid that's going to take some oil drillers to like drill through a meter right or whatever yeah, but he was kind of, and but then again, like you said, there's a lot more tension in this story, even though it's long mm. it's um hundred and fifty one it is Longer than um, Deep Impact by 30 minutes. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I found Deep Impact way more boring and way less watchable.
1: Yeah. I've only watched Deep Impact once. Yeah, it does. When I was much
0: younger. Yeah, it does not uh, endure, I don't think, in comparison. like I feel like this film has really... Like, people still go back to it, you know, which is interesting. Yeah.
1: Do you have any... Um, Scenes um, or moments of the film that you liked or liked or disliked that are worth mentioning.
0: Okay, let's go with my favorite scene because you know I love a good montage scene. That was my favorite bit. <laughs> you know when they're doing the like psych test and they're just like you failed, you're all shit. Like they're all just like <laughs> being absolute nut jobs, which is so funny. Um, so I love that bit and they're all like training and they're just messing up, but like what is what is the choice and it's just it just makes me laugh because I just found it really enjoyable um and I really really like the bit where <laughs> where the NASA pilots fly them in their in their little I don't know what they call their little airplanes and they're like doing all those like spins in the air and stuff I just yeah they're
1: like experiencing um they're like doing their g-force test they're experiencing like extreme g-force on their bodies
0: Oh, really yeah, cool. I always watch it and I'm just like, I really, I really want to do that. Like, that would be so fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the, that, I think that's my favourite scene. Um, the f- scenes that I find uh, that I don't like, I think the most, my most hated Any scene. Any romantic scene for me. Perhaps. Thank you. But my most hated scene is that one where um, Bruce Willis is like, you, you need to give the men the night off. Like, I'm I'm not asking you, I'm telling you. And then everyone, like, does their own thing. I like how they all break away. But then Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler's, like, romantic interlude where he's doing the stupid animal cracker thing on her bare torso. I, I hate out. it. I hate it. And it just... It's Put like out. an advert for both animal crackers and the car. And also where have they gone to like a weird gas station with like fairy lights on the tree? Like how, what? And it just cringes me out so much. I hated it.
1: It was so pointless. And also I just feel like any shot of Liv Tyler was just sexualized anyway. Like the way she's introduced into the film is that she's she's like,
0: she's hiding her. Yeah. She's hiding her foot underneath the cover is the first shot of her. Yeah. And then you see her face because yeah. the dad like pulls the duvet down and reveals her face. And she's just like lying in um, AJ's bed. Like, There's a lot of like panning down her body. I hate it.
1: Yeah. I feel like Michael Bay has historically not
0: treated women the best way on sets. I mean, he does that though. It's like his like trademark camera thing, isn't it? Like of he does it a lot in Transformers with Megan Fox. All of the shots of Megan yeah. Fox are like panning either up or down her body depending on where the angle is like where he wants the angle to end.
1: Yeah, and it's Yeah, gross I hate it because it's like it's such a no, nah, just stop yeah, doing that. Can to we women. Just not? We're, like if like you're already making them like the like a really flat character anyway, mm. you're just making it worse. Um there was those are the scenes I really hate. I kind of just really did enjoy, like you said, like the the lead up to the mission, like watching these, you know, uh, these very, the, these characters that are very like very opposite to what you would expect a national yeah. to be, yeah. go through the exact same training as like as professionals do, but what they do it in like they take years mm. to train, and these have like two days to train, yeah. essentially whatever it is, like they um i didn't like i didn't
0: think that the strip club i literally was about to say that i was just like that's the other scene that i really just
1: just can't be asked with them anymore like why do we ever need them in films yeah i know this is an old film but like can we just not put them in films
0: you <laughs> know because it's always like in a just it's not in a sex positive way it's always like at, as a dig at women that like women only like men that have money and it's always like to fuel masculinity as well which is just like okay cool
1: yeah and i always feel like like any scene with a in a strip club always ends violently mm. which is really terrifying to watch because there's just these like vulnerable women just there and then no one ever protects yeah. them and it's so nerve-wracking but um yeah i didn't like that But again, I just like, there's lots of little bits I did enjoy that were, that was mostly the comedic side. Like I said, I read out the bit, the scene that I did like, it was when they were. Giving um, their demands. Listing all their like, their demands. And I do actually think that made me realise that, I mean, I know that I'm not, it's not like I haven't realised this, but it reminded me that Bruce Willis is quite a good comedic actor. Yeah, love him. Love him. When he,
0: when,
1: um,
0: when he puts his mind to him.
1: Yeah, and it's like when he's got the option yeah. to be because I remember he did like um, he's quite good. I mean, Friends is yeah, whatever, yeah. But yeah, when Friends is a whatever show, but uh, he's his like cameo was good. Friends yeah, very funny. I would say
0: I would say that he plays this kind of role as well in um, the fifth element, which is my mum's favourite film. Friends of the podcast will know. Um, she, oh my god, that's her favourite film. Anyway. <laughs> Um, he does that thing where the Fifth element is a good. I film. like that film. I really like that film stylistically. I do a, too. A good film. Um, it was ahead of its time. Yeah, hundred percent so fun. Um, but yeah, so he play- He does that same thing of like you know he's tough, but he's also in tune with his emotions, which we done here. Um, but yeah, I just want to say one more thing about the um the montage bit.
1: Because- <laughs> we love it. We love we love emotionally intelligent men
0: yes <laughs> um the bar is very low yeah, um
1: i know i know it's right. such a sad time we live in Isn't, isn't it? anyway carry on um, moving on this is a different podcast
0: yeah basically the montage scene i think also because it feels very anti-disney in that it's like that same vibe of you know, like in Mulan and it's stuff like Kung Fu Panda, when they're training and they're getting better with everything, I feel like in this film, they're not getting better, which is really, which, like, adds to that unintentional comedy. Like, it's still funny because what are they going to do? Say no. Like, we're, we're not going to send you there. Like, obviously, you have to go. Um, and it just made me laugh because I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. The world, capitalism, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um...
1: Was there any props or costumes you liked? Oh my,
0: my favorite prop is the um, the mission patch that they wear on their uniforms. I
1: loved it. it. Yeah, I love it because I like all those little uh, insignias. I really like that. I would. um, I don't. I would be not be surprised if there's probably someone who's like recreated it or they sold it as merch. Yeah.
0: When it came out, I kind of want one. Might have to look for that eBay. Someone tell me if they've listed anything on eBay that was like Oh Etsy come on
1: it's very sweet it's very nice because I also quite like it because I, I definitely like it's I guess when you go to space you get it's kind of you get a mission patch like that mm. with that specific name of it but this is um, nice it also reminds me of um brownie badges yeah. like girl, girl guys like yeah. you know I mean like the you know scouts and all that yeah. you know when you choose something you get a badge and you
0: sew it onto your sash or whatever mm-hmm. which is quite sweet yeah. I agree just you know because we were just talking about the fifth element um the designer that helped work on the luke bethon film um she did the designs for the space suits but when nice. when they first when michael bay first saw them he hated them and then they had to redo them to his specification. An
1: interesting fact mm, nice that is actually very interesting i thought the spacesuits were quite cool because they were a different fabric to what you imagine spacesuits to be they were kind of like this like corrugated I don't know Sorry, I'm like yeah for a hot second
0: um I was like babe you know you're gesturing you're gesturing this is an audio medium Um, no it's like
1: I don't know if it was just like for a hot second I just realized it because they obviously look like they're in normal spacesuits Mm. but there's a scene there is a scene where Bruce Willis is, like, talking and his back is towards the camera, but he's, like, talking to someone. And you can kind of see, like, a pattern and it looked like it was, like, kind of corrugated, like, uh stretchy, movable fabric mm. that maybe is different because they're doing, actually, like, labour yeah. on a meteor.
0: It's a choice that they made them orange, though, right? Aren't they orange in, like, real life? I don't think so. Aren't they
1: white? Sometimes they're white, sometimes they're orange. Where's Tom Hanks? He would know. <laughs> We don't have... Do we have a space team here? Yes. In the UK? we? I Do we? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what the, um- oh, but they probably live in the States, right? Because we don't have an actual space station. Like, we don't have a version in Florida. Like, we, ha- they-, they have a thing in Florida where they, like, lift off from. We don't have one here. You can't put it in, like, Plymouth, can you? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on! Oh! I'm- am I making... Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, but like- there
0: definitely is, like, space stuff in England there's,
1: ast- there's like UK British astronauts I'm sure mm. but I feel like if they were if a rocket cake lift off like lifted off from the UK mm-hmm. surely we would know about it I think they go to Flo- I think they go to Florida
0: <laughs> I think there is one you know it's <gasps> in Harwell Oxfordshire what <laughs> But not Plymouth. Oh my god. But that was in okay, 2011. Cool. Yeah, because they launched satellites not that long ago, right? I don't know. I don't know when that was, though, to be fair. Does the UK have a space station? Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, babes. I might keep this in this in because it's actually interesting and, and educational for our viewers. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> does it have a space station? Could this film be made now?
0: Yes, I know. I feel like iterations of this film are made every single year because Michael Bay is making a summer blockbuster all the time but this film was made when there was like relatively not that much panic about the future and now we're in a state of constant panic about the future because we know that like what well, I mean like we're past that x point right of like when global warming's gonna like is irreversible and all that kind of stuff. So we know that bad things are gonna start to happen a lot more frequently. Like, you know, from space and natural disaster wise. Um. Whereas in like nineteen ninety eight, like the unemployment rate was so low. Th- like at the start of that film, like the twin towers are just standing so like tall, and you know they're just there, like very
1: proud. Yeah. This is this is before this is before nine eleven. Yeah. So the idea that you know, this po- that probably also uh, feeds into the whole how very American. Yeah, lives. yeah, for
0: sure, for sure. <laughs>
1: Which is, like, what I noticed, I started to notice as they were, like, launching into space. So I was like, aha. Michael
0: Bay does this mm. a lot in films. Like, there's always a, like, hero speech or whatever. And there's always, like, mm. a unfocused American flag flying in the background. Always.
1: Oh my god! Do you know how many shots and fra- frames of this film there is? A character with the fr- like a fucking like, uh, American yeah, flag. Yeah, it's behind insanity. Them. There is a shot of Liv Tyler <laughs> just standing there, like with the like, uh, billowing American flag. It happens like so many times in this yeah. film. I'm, we get it. You guys are cool. <laughs> like you love your country. Good for you.
0: You just gave me a recovered I... memory of my actual least favorite scene as well is you know when <laughs> spoiler alert bruce willis dies but you know when he's going to detonate the bomb and the his life flashes before him and there's loads of like shots of Liv tyler and she's like got her arms crossed in front of her and she's wearing a white wedding gown and like you know all those things are interspersed oh my god i find it so cringy and it's like a close-up of her eyeball and stuff like that <laughs> it was so cringy i feel like we've I feel like we've
1: done a lot of films where like in when the main character is in such awful scenarios that they're the flashbacks or any flashback scenes in any of the films that we've done so far have been like ridiculous because they're just so stupid. I guess that's like in the panic of like the fact that you know that you're dying. This is what you think.
0: (laughs) That's what do you know what? That's what exactly what my mum said. She was like really offended that I was doing this film, A. And B, she was just like, no, isn't that what people, Come on isn't that what people feel like when they're, um, you know, when they die? You, you know, that thing of, um, it's quite common that people see their life flash before their eyes and stuff. And I was like, mom, it's so badly translated into film. And then we had a whole argument about it because I was just like, this is so cringy. And she was like, no, steadfastly like in- into it, um, which made me laugh a lot. But I was like, but she hasn't, I was like, your point doesn't exist because, your point doesn't exist. Your point is irrelevant because she's not married. So why would she be just like standing in a wedding dress in his mem- memories?
1: Maybe Stop it's like it. the... Stop it. Is, Stop is trying it to justify to be... it. It's
0: stupid.
1: <laughs> is it supposed to be um his hopes? Like he's leaving the... Well, he's leave... he's, dying. he's dying. He's dying and he knows he's dying. So this Yeah, is, like, I mean, he's given his blessing now, right? After so it's like probably him. an
0: allusion to that, but... It cringed me out. Also,
1: I mean, we should just also, we should also probably mention that, like this whole stupid uh, subplot of Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis doesn't think that his daughter should marry an oil digger. Yeah, driller,
0: driller, driller.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Is that it? Driller, driller, um, who is about Netflix. And she's just like, but you brought me up around all these people. They're like, all my dad, they're basically like my family and all I've ever known so why would you mm. not want me to marry someone I was like she's
0: making points man
1: <laughs> yeah and also i guess it's also that like stereotype of like a dad protective of his mm. protected of his daughter and
0: you know
1: all this crap which i really dislike but you know um yeah i think uh to get back to the point uh i think if this film was made I mean, if this film was made now, if it was a good film, like you said, it, it is kind of all, already made each year, but I mm. think it would have to be very different mm. now because we've, we're we literally going through a pandemic as well. We're not having um, the threat
0: of a meteorite coming to Earth as, as a film in 2021,
1: are we? I also just think that, like, space is really cool. Mm. Uh, I just think that any... Maybe space would be... I would argue that space might be the best bet because anything, any other drastic uh, natural disaster would probably be too close realistic to for yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. And too close to home because it actually could happen with the yeah. state of the world as it is mm-hmm. right now. But, you know, a meteor coming <laughs> to Earth. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not so realistic right
0: now, but touch wood, mm.
1: don't want to jinx it. So.
0: But no, NASA cleared us for the next 100 years at least, so we'll be all right. It's just, you know...
1: Well, we won't be alive in a hundred years. By yeah, the but that's what I'm saying. World. I Come mean, on. that's what
0: I'm saying. So, I mean, we'll be fine. What but I think that space is really cool. I, I agree with you, but I feel like this film has been done enough. Just make something else. Like you've done other films in space now. Um. So, like, what The Martian is. Is there's that series, The Expanse. There's.
1: There is a comedy series called Space Force, which is on Netflix, which I actually kind of enjoy mm-hmm. it's a little bit silly yeah it's like um uh that was i mean i was about to say i would like that but we've kind of already got it yeah like the ins and outs with nasa but mm, we've kind of already got it so maybe it's just not needed if it was i mean this kind of like would you cast anyone differently
0: i mean half of the cast would be different i think with me i think i would keep bear <laughs> i would keep steve buscemi and i would keep bruce willis and probably Liv tyler and then i'd probably change everyone else
1: can we just not have the film but it's just be gender bend like can we just not all be women
0: yeah, but who? okay so who's gonna play who's gonna play people in yours i don't think
1: about. yeah that.
0: um <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, um... octavia spencer uh... would be billy bob Thornton's character for sure
1: Oh yeah, should be good NASA. Yeah, she would. Um I really like I mean, um this might actually might start to just sound like the feet uh like was it Ocean's Eleven, mm. so <laughs> but Sandra Bullock might be kinda good.
0: It isn't it um, Ocean's Eight. Is that Ocean's Eight? Isn't that what it's called? I don't know. I really like that what film. What did I though. say? Ocean's Eleven.
1: Oceans Eleven is one of them, surely. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think that's that one. one. Yeah, yeah. No, Ocean's Eleven um i really like yeah octavia spencer would be nasa, NASA for sure right NASA. yeah um i really want can i just I really say like, though um...
0: if you gender bent it you would have to give them all different backstories because these would not work the other way around oh
1: no do you yeah, know i what what mean you have to basically rewrite yeah. it but like if you just keep the their working class and they have to go and drill into a meteor scenario mm. the same but then the backstories and characters can be completely different and they'd just be played by women. Fair. There might be, like, a, I don't know if it'd do well.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I kind of just want to cast, like, Daniel Kaluuya and Riz Ahmed and everything that I ever watched. And Zendaya, of course, you know that. <laughs> that I want. Those are my three.
1: I want them all. Who would I like to see? Basically, who would I like to see in space?
0: Yeah. Okay, hear me out. What if we remade it, but hmm. as a K-drama? Would watch that. Just right. saying. Okay. That would be great. Can someone make that? I wanna see it. <laughs> <laughs> you and Ravina can go. Yeah, it'll be so that. fun. And um, also, can you imagine the music? Fire. Can I'm you imagine
1: you. this film? I mean actually this is gonna be really stupid, but can you imagine this film but just instead of this car current cast just replace it with the twilight cast? <laughs> can you imagine?
0: <laughs> oh my god! Jasper. <laughs> Jasper as Owen Wilson's character. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. that's
1: so funny. Anna Kendrick will be there somewhere. Yeah, hundred percent. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Uh so that's casting changes <laughs> done. Um, Mental image,
0: I loved it. You're welcome. Imagine them playing you're um welcome. what is it, baseball
1: just... <laughs> on the spaceship. It's just Robert pat <laughs> pa- it's just like Robert Pattinson Christian Stewart yeah. in space. It's just yeah. funny to me. Um we kind of hinted on how we would reframe the narrative, like we just wouldn't
0: Yeah, they use a lot of like um mental disability slurs in this as well, we're trying I'm not a fan of, so can we take those out? You don't need to be racist, sexist, or homophobic. Like none of those things should be made into film, can we not? Um And then mm-hmm. also like at least get your if you're gonna stereotype people, at least get their like beliefs right. Don't have like Hindus and Sikhs praying. In the Taj Mahal. Like, it's not it's not a vibe. Don't just be like, oh, yes, all Chinese people are going to die now.
1: Yeah. So, the screenplay... The screenplay was written... was Like, by, nine people uh, wrote it. Jonathan... Well, the story was... Okay, so the story and the screenplay were written by different people. No, that's a lie. So, story was by Robert Roy Poole and Jonathan Hensley. But then the screenplay was Jonathan Hensley and J.J. Abrams, which...
0: Like, baby, baby Abrams, baby at the start of his career. Yeah.
1: It was edited by three people, though, so that must have been a very quite a bit of a job to edit this film, which like, makes a lot of sense. Was there anything, like, interesting that you... I mean, we've never really spoken about this, but we have it in our notes. It's like, was there anything interesting about the story that you thought was ignored? Could there have been a more of an interesting point, plot point?
0: I think there was so much that could have been... Explored like for me, one of the really unnecessary scenes was not even scenes, unnecessary plot points was when they get to the International Space Station and then there's that whole like big problem and it explodes basically. Um, so they pick up another astronaut, yeah, they pick up another astronaut, so they've got not only another body which is extra mass but also only 90% of the fuel that they need. So that is just like, what? This mission already would not work because, like, the calculations. I know they have to give way for some issues and have to leave room for any issue, but I just, I was just like, mm, I don't feel like this is a vibe, a. Um Yeah. And then there's just a lot of stuff that I'm just like, I don't know how to describe it, but I just, there's just a lot of stuff that I was just like, I feel like we could have, elaborated on some backstories like the man who is um bruce willis's right hand man what his name is escapes me can't remember his name but he has this like whole tragic backstory of he's not allowed to see his son right oh his yeah and his mom like lies and says that the to the son that the dad is a salesman and then she's like you can't come around here the court says you can't i'm like what did he do Tell me what you did like what what have you done? <laughs> um all that kind yeah. of, yeah, because it, it feels like they're kind of making the stigma of working class men, which is what I don't enjoy like these men are a certain way and they're a certain type of people like they they make them feel like they're scummy people, and that this is like their redemption mission, and this is the thing that will make them into heroes, but they're not actually like yeah. quote unquote good people like they've got. Like problems and issues and things that they don't talk about and don't solve and it's like I think it's interesting like the human aspect of it that they don't really elaborate on but then I guess in context of this film it doesn't, like would they ever do that? Probably not, Not, especially not with this director you know?
1: No, I don't think Michael Bay is the type of person to delve into the deep backgrounds of human people and human characters
0: no he's more of like substance sorry style over substance in that his films are beautiful like he, they're very well shot no, no. well i don't know there's a case and argument for that isn't there but you know in that like what he did to so this film is 20 this we're sorry we're now in 2021 and this film was in 1998 and that they now that is like the framework for action slash disaster films because I feel like we're very much used to this kind of shooting now like especially with the advent of you know like social mm. media like we use short videos that are like fused and cut together so much that it feels normal whereas when you watch films from the 90s they're not shot like that and they don't look like that and it helps kind of with the framing and the pacing and that it makes this film feel more urgent and stressful when you have those bits put together it, it, yeah you just never get that kind of backstory and those kind of interesting things that are alluded to are never capitalized on i don't think
1: yeah i guess like maybe you would get that if it was a tv show but this is yeah a film and again like you said michael bay is not
0: yeah someone who but then also that. is that is this the film that should focus on it i don't know do you know what i mean like do you have any do you have any bits in this film that you think were should have been explored but weren't i wanted jason isaac's
1: uh, character to get mm. a bit more you know, attention. I quite liked him. I thought he was, like, a lot more interesting. He seemed to be really smart. And this actually reminds me of one of the funniest scenes that I think <laughs> is when yeah, I him and think... Billy Bob were were doing, that were demonstrating mm. the route that they were about to take that has to go circle around the moon, like, circle around, well, go to the space station, fuel up again, and then circle back around the moon. And they were using, basically, like, what you would probably find in, like, a school... Mm-hmm science room or something and it was really funny but I kind of, I don't know I thought that Jason Isaacs, considering he was very smart and he was the person kind of behind finding a lot of the information for this, like would have
0: more of a say and a role, yeah, for sure. I definitely thought that they just cut him out after the first, like, half of this film.
1: Yeah, it felt like, You yeah. know, like,
0: once they started their training, he, d- he just disappeared, because I felt like he was going to play a bigger role, because, you know, there's that scene where... <laughs> where the general is talking to him, and he's just like, why should I care what you have to say? And then Billy Bob Thornton's like, he's the smartest man on the planet. I think you should listen to what he's about to say. I
1: didn't like that general guy. Like, he was really annoying. No, neither.
0: He was neither. so He... That actor plays that role a lot and I don't like it.
1: Mm. Well, we've probably covered this, but do you think this film had any cultural impact? Yes, it did have cultural impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%, it did. Um Uh Okay, cool. Anything else you would like to chat about? I do have either one, uh, one little plot hole point. Go. So, Ben Affleck, oh, also, they called the Rockets... <laughs> Freedom and independence, and that's I what
0: I was going to talk about. But yeah, hate ha- it,
1: hated it. But because yeah. we get it, you guys love your freedom and you love your independence. <laughs> we, we get it, we get it. Yeah. Like you, it has to be in every bloody American film ever, doesn't it? But um, yeah, Ben Affleck's rocket crashes and it's, it's like destroyed. Is it? Is well, isn't he on the other? He crashes somewhere. So
0: it's destroyed. Owen Wilson dies. Like half the crew dies on that one. Yeah. And they land on the meteor
1: somewhere. Yeah. 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 And uh, this is also... So considering we've built up to this plan and we've... Like the audience has been... We've seen the journey. We've seen how it's been planned through. They say this is what's going to happen. You're going to get to the Russian Space Centre or whatever and fuel up. Why the hell does the Russian space guy who's been in space by himself for 18 months they're only like not get top like first of all only get told about they get told about this mission he t- gets told that he has to help these this mission fuel refill their rockets why until the, the proper scary bit of the film where they have no all they have between them is a buggy a space like car
0: yeah yeah, yeah, that yeah he finds out that they're
1: not astronauts
0: did he not get told this i don't know but also that bit doesn't make sense because no way they're leaving a man in space for eighteen months by himself. Absolutely not. Like you would never leave no, one really. person in charge of one space station. Like already your plan is flawed. Like that's such a massive plot hole. Like it's not. It's not a vibe. I swear, like at least five, uh, like five
1: to six. People are in the space station together shortly for like a year.
0: You have to have at least more than one person. You know, like there's. I think they work in teams of five or six. It's like a massive plot hole. But yeah, you're right. Like, how do they? How does he not know that they're astronaut? That they're not astronauts? Sorry. Where was the? the, How was the? How did the briefing for
1: this mission go down to actual people? And that's what I want to know. Also, and
0: also, can I just say, if they're not astronauts, how is Ben Affleck in charge of driving said? space buggy are they trying to make
1: us believe that uh you could that your skills as a drill as a professional oil driller can cross over to becoming a national
0: no what they're trying to say is that you don't need any specification or any like skill in order to do these things like regular people can do them and that's why like training montages are important because you need skills to do stuff but here they've just inverted it which is funny but also stupid because it's such a massive plot hole.
1: Yeah, and it's already a ridiculous premise anyway, so... yeah, What's one more, right? (laughs) Yeah, so annoying. I, um... I mean, also, another thing that I know, I mean, this is a very popular thing to do that the Americans do, but they love to obviously have Russia involved in some sort of way, usually the villain. Because, you know, a lot of communism. Um, (laughs) And, but this time, they weren't particularly the villain, but They were just the other country that was involved. Mm. Every other country under the sun just didn't get in, didn't even get mentioned. And I was just thinking, like, like, we've, we've just found out that the UK have a space (laughs) centre. Space programme. a space team. Uh, Surely, like, other people would uh, be part of this whole mission. Why does America take it up upon themselves to solve it? I mean, it it doesn't make sense, but, you know.
0: It's a vibe. So I bet it makes well it.
1: this I this film came out in July, July the <laughs> first. So four three, three days before, before yeah. Independence Day. So they probably felt real good about themselves when they watched oh, the sure. film. Um <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um
1: but yeah, that was anything I, I mean, what else is there? Um I mean, because I don't... I, I still don't think there's... At the end of the day, I still kind of enjoyed oh, it. Oh,
0: yeah, no, I definitely enjoyed it. Okay. I, you know, we love it when a butch man cries in a film as well. Um, I love the single t- <laughs> tear down Bruce Willis's face at the end. That was great. Um, the emotion. I'm going to say that I don't like the ending, though. Like, I like it up to a point. Like, they wrap it up, it's great. And then they show the wedding... And then they just start doing these like really weird shots of them like in the wedding, which I think is really weird. Like, just end it at said wedding. Yeah. I, d- I don't understand why you need to. I don't know. I feel like it's a very 90s thing. Maybe we'll just leave it at that. But I don't know. <laughs> just
1: they love it. They love a good like, um, like at the end when it's supposed to be like a swelling, like yeah. happy scene. And they love to make sure that the camera like captures all moments the moments uh, in time all the all, all the moments and all the characters that have like been like that you've seen going yeah. through the whole thing together so you've got like the, ca- the crew yeah. that survived um and then the crew that are uh, that died on, yeah like died, i
0: think that's God. a nice touch in that the so the astronauts that die not the astronauts the men that die um in space their photos are there so like it's her on her wedding day and you know they're still watching over her and stuff which is nice but then they do these things of like Trying to capture them in like quote unquote candid moments, and it's just so cringy, <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah, Over yeah. Aerosmith just yeah, playing yeah. in the background, and it's just um funny. It's like a little fake music video at the end, which is jokes, is a weird way to end the film as well. Yeah, this, this
1: well, I mean, the Armageddon, the album, has a yeah, Wikipedia page, uh, uh it's uh, obviously, the soundtrack to the film, but so many. <laughs> um, obviously, like so many famous uh rock bands were using mm. it. Obviously, Aerosmith, and then Journey. <laughs> um, oh, Journey! Of course, they have to Journey, be on there. Remember Me by Journey. John. Yeah. John Bon Jovi was on it. Is on it. Um, and then yeah, so many, and.
0: It's uh, It did actually pretty well. It's certified double platinum. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. How many times have you heard that Aerosmith song like, in your lifetime? If I had a pound for every time I heard it, I'd be a millionaire.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, so. Do you have a rating?
1: What would you give
0: it? Yeah, I gave it a solid 8 out of 10. I like it. I'm not going to say I don't. I gave it 7.5. <laughs> I really enjoyed yeah. it. I would watch this, actually. I give it 8 over 10 just for Bruce Willis alone. Like...
1: <laughs> I would watch this again with my family. Yeah. But then again, actually now thinking about it, I don't think my family will watch it just because of how long it is, but I'd have to like, trickle into <laughs> watching it. Yeah.
0: Okay, this... I agree with you, though, because this is a film that everyone in my family will watch. Like, whenever it's on... If it's on TV, mm. people will come into the room to watch it. Like, we won't just leave halfway through you know it's one of those films that I feel Mm. like even with my extended family like whenever it's on we all just watch it it's always on around like Christmas time or a bank holiday where you have like family events and we always watch it it's like if Harry Potter's on yeah if the first Harry Potter is on you're watching it if it's on TV you're watching it too late you can't have that time of your life back it's it's
1: such (laughs) a good feeling yeah, it. I, this makes sense that if this is one of those films. I'll probably yeah. watch it again. Um, because this was the first one Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's so much, like, trivia hmm. about this film. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, so, we know how much the budget was. So, definitely part of this budget went to the uh, Super Bowl advert they decided to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot about so, that. So, like, so... Um, Super Bowl adverts are a massive deal in the US um, and for the advertising industry and they cost so mm. much money and this like tiny little advert that is was on during the Super Bowl uh, cost 2.6 million dollars like that spot alone Ouch. so it was very expensive but Disney loved to do yeah. Super Bowl ads and they historically always have done them because they always every year they always have mm. a film to promote um, and they know that there's a big audience, but I think that must have also got a lot of people for sure. hyped for it compared to Deep Impact, that probably yeah. didn't have one. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because of the budget. <laughs> but people have started this film. I'm not surprised. Which is quite interesting. A film scholar said it's a work of art by a, a cutting-edge artist who is a master of movement-like colour and shape and also the chaos razzle-dazzle and explosion.
0: But I actually do think that's a good summary of what Michael Bay is. Like, he is not auteur in that respect. Like, he definitely... You definitely know when you're watching a Michael Bay film, he has very stylistic tendencies and it. I know it looks chaotic and sometimes overwhelming, but they're done in a way that's not chaotic. Or, like scrambling i feel like it's done methodically because you can definitely see like um the the color the color palette that he's used for that particular scene or you know the aesthetic that they've chosen and it runs throughout the film it's not just higgledy piggledy like wherever it is um which i think is interesting because i think that people really like to slander him but he has a lot in common with in my opinion, James Cameron, who also does this kind of stuff. Of course, yeah. But everyone loves to arse lick James Cameron, like, because he makes certain type of film, right? He makes a certain type of film. And at the end of the day, people want to rag on Michael Bay a lot. And like, yeah, there's a much there's much to be desired for his representation of people of colour and you know, people with vaginas, you know, or people that identify as female, but there's just a lot that he does that is really interesting and i feel like he doesn't get uh he doesn't get credit for it because he makes like quote unquote blockbuster films or popcorn films but at the end of the day people go to watch them like you go to watch films yeah. like this do you know what i mean like this is a film that if i was of age this at that a time yeah and it's one of those films that if i was mm. at, of age at that time i would have gone to see in the cinema you know it's one of those films you want to see on a big screen with the sound system and all that kind of stuff, like when we watch it at home, like we have a stereo system in my family home, and we watch it with the like, like how we would watch Lord of the Rings, you know, those kinds of things. They kind of are designed. They're big epic
1: films, aren't
0: they? Exactly, and they're designed to be watched like that. Like, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with having those kinds of films. Obviously, like it's not the only type of films that should be made, but I feel like he does get a lot of shit for it, which I. And I'm not like, whoa, whoa, Michael Bay, because he's raking it in. But um, it's just interesting, like, who gets who gets recognition for what and, you know, who's considered, um, like, filmy and who's considered not. Like, because at the end of the day, Avatar's the exact same thing. But, I mean, people give James Cameron a lot of credit, you know? And it's like... T- We've had like, this Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Too.
1: About, like, how we feel about... Um, <laughs> like, we both love films, and and sometimes when you love films, you feel obligated to love like the really interesting, well made, like beautifully Crafted shot, and, the best stories yeah. ever films, and that's like that's true. And they're most, and I guess ninety nine percent of the time, I do love them. But then there is also sometimes what I just want to watch a film like yeah. this and watch maybe and feel a bit like hopeful and also beco- and also laugh a bit because it's such a silly premise and that's the same when it comes to like um, fantasy yeah. films like Lord of the Rings That's and like Harry Potter and things like that then also superhero yeah, exactly. films too but it's like you can't, I don't think you're a better person for disliking right. them I think it's a bit of a snobby it's a bit of a snobby thing and that also comes down to the, that also like you said it comes down to the director, I think there's Obviously, you can be a fan of a director and then love and decide to watch mm. all of their work because you love their style of direction. But like you said, Michael Bay is known for making really big films, yeah. well, and makes them visually striking. And so, of course, he's going to, you know, get gain the attention from everyone. I did also like this comment, which is like kind of funny because we sort of made said the screenwriting wasn't the best, but he said they she've the it's J- jenny bassinger who is a scott film scholar she said if if this isn't screenwriting i don't know what is
0: yeah oh my god you know who she is she taught michael bay at film school oh and that's oh. what made me laugh yeah <laughs> um which i love about her you go girl you praise your students she's like i did that <laughs> it- <laughs>
1: It's um in the nine in nineteen eighty nineteen ninety eight when it came out, it was the second highest mm. film in the states, finishing just after Saving Private Ryan. Which,
0: <gasps> Interesting.
1: Yeah. Do you want to go on to? Do you want to go on to scores?
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. IMDb. I think it's gonna be high. Seven point one. No lower. Damn it. <laughs> Six. Point two, higher. Six point five. <laughs> Close. It's six
1: point seven out of ten.
0: Damn it! I was gonna say six point six, but damn it. Okay. Um, and then Rotten Tomatoes is gonna be horrible, isn't it? Like twenty five percent. Oh, higher. Twenty six percent. Higher. Wait, way way higher. It's higher
1: by. It's higher by at least ten.
0: Thirty eight percent. First time third time lucky It only took twenty-one episodes Yes (laughs)
1: Um so it got um Yeah six what is it sorry thirty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes Compare that to Deep Impact which got forty five percent I mean on Rotten Tomatoes but but lower on IMDb IMDb. because it's a bad It's
0: like a badly not it's not a bad film. It's just not. I would not watch it again. It's that kind of film. Like I watched it once. I don't need to see it again. Kind of vibe. It's boring. I wouldn't recommend it. I would. I if you're gonna watch one of them, watch Armageddon. It's way mm. more enjoyable. Yeah. Um. But interesting that it only got, like ten, not even ten percent. Like what, um, seven percent more, on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Yeah. It still wasn't well. I mean, realistically, it still wasn't that no. well received. But it did. It was. Better than Armageddon, even though that people liked Armageddon more, and that's obviously made much more yeah. impact over the last twenty years than Deep yeah. Impact has. Also, so also this film took sixteen weeks to make, which is that's not very long,
0: short. really short for this kind yeah. of film.
1: So Bay was quote, yeah, Bay was quoted and t- quoted to said we had to do the whole movie in sixteen weeks. It's a massive undertaking. You know why though? That was not fair. That was not fair on the movie. If I had, to, if I had the chance, I'd redo the whole third act. Mm. But the studio literally took the movie away from us. And my visual effects supervisor had a nervous breakdown. I called James Cameron and asked, "What do you do when you, you're doing all the effects yourself?" But the movie did fine.
0: Fair. I mean, he did. He did. So... Yeah, it did fine. I think. I mean, more than fine. It like
1: um... tripled
0: its money back. <laughs> but then later. <laughs> But
1: then after this article that he was quoted in, k- published, Bay had to change it. Bay changed his stance on the whole opinion and had to initiate, like, issue an apology saying he wouldn't have edited the whole film. He would yeah. only edit a bit. And his words were taken out of context. But, um, yeah. And like we've mentioned, it was slightly inaccurate scientifically slightly. compared to <laughs> Impact. But then, are we going, are we watching this for Sci- scientific accuracy. Ex-
0: no. I'm sorry, but, like, do normal people know what can and cannot happen in space? I don't think so. So, I just don't think it's that deep. I, I mean, think- obviously, like, people are fine. Like, people know basic stuff, but I, ju- I don't think that anyone's gonna care that much. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It
1: got uh, four nominations at the yeah, Oscars. Yeah, and it got... But yeah, none of them And it got acting. a
0: ton of Razzies as well, I think. <laughs> uh, Worst actor
1: Bruce Willis. Congratulations on that.
0: Do you know what? Fuck you. It's like <laughs> Ben Affleck was way worse. Shut up. Uh,
1: Bruce Willis, uh, it got but worse actor, worse picture, worse director, worse screenplay, worse supporting actress, worse on screen couple. Fair. And worse. <laughs> why did worse original song? Okay. But only one Razzie was awarded to Bruce Willis oh okay and he also got other two other nominations for worst actor because two other films he did came out in the same year mercury (laughs) Mercury rising and the siege um okay but yeah
0: i love him i don't care that's really hate has gone i hate
1: (laughs) well i don't want to miss a thing but Aerosmith got nominated for an oscar which is I'm
0: not surprised. I mean, no. as any can anyone now get it out of their heads now that we've like been talking about it so much.
1: I'm just, re- I'm just. Uh... So they have a little merchandise section, and
0: <gasps> caps, caps, say caps. I want to see it. No, no. <laughs>
1: that's so frustrating. No, so it didn't, it didn't have none of the uh, badges that we, the the patches that we like were made but um they miniature like kits that you could build the spacecraft that we used that's cool though
0: i feel like this is nice in that like you know it gets the generation of children in, like into space like they like space you know
1: yeah and the um uh they had a theme park attraction in disneyland paris <gasps> oh my god and michael clark duncan like, featured in, like, the pre-roll of the... Oh, of the, yeah. Um, ...of the ride. So I imagine it's, like, a simulation ride where you sit in a chair and it, like, moves yeah, as the film yeah, moves. Yeah, yeah. That's Which is cool. really cool and probably quite creepy as a kid, but, like, fun at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You know when, like, air, like, cold air, like, goes at your feet so you feel like you're being, like, hissed at? <laughs> yeah. Simulation rides are so weird. Um, I feel like, what? That's, yeah, that's such that's...
0: a flex. Like, it, it, it had an, a ride made off the back of it what that is a flex man that we
1: that's the cultural impact if you have made it into disneyland park then you know you are done well
0: i want that Surely.
1: (laughs) i don't know if it's still there but i I mean uh, but also it
0: went to disneyland paris not even like american no
1: oh it 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 opened in 2002 and it closed in 2019 and oh my god it's a it's it looks really cool, actually, from the Wikipedia. If anyone is interested, read about it. Oh, it
0: my God, cool. it closed in 2019, though. That's way later than I would have imagined it to... Do you, do you know what it's replaced by? Oh, no. What? <laughs>
1: typical. Typical Disney. What? Um, a Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. A Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> of course. Uh, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah, um, yeah anyway that's it I
0: enjoyed it I'm just going to put that out there so you
1: know I enjoyed it too definitely recommend watching it if you've got a like Sunday afternoon to kill we probably will have them still to kill yeah. um yeah and like get some snacks it's a long yeah, film yeah
0: definitely like sweet and salty popcorn because one of them is there are a few <laughs> there are
1: a few moments in the film where you can go for a toilet break without having to yeah, pause yeah for it. sure which is yep. fine. Like a lot of the, like the outside shots mm. and stuff, but generally enjoyable, would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Um, if you have any recommendations, please email us. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, Bye. see you next week.
0: Bye. Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give and there's no regular commitment, just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it.